In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. It's time for Motherhood Talk Radio, the most powerful voice in women's issues today, with Sandra Beck and Christy Holly. Ladies, Motherhood Talk Radio is here to give you a powerful platform by giving you interesting, inspiring, and influential information as you navigate everything from child care to corporate formation. Motherhood Talk Radio has interviews with best-selling authors, gurus of happiness, and women of interest who every single day make our world a better place for our families. Motherhood Talk Radio, powered by Motherhood Incorporated, is on the air now. Moms, this really is your show. Motherhood Talk Radio. And now, here are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Christy Holly. Hey, Mamas, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Christy Holly and the birthday boy. The birthday boy. Happy birthday, Rick. Happy birthday, Rick. Thank you, guys. Another year older, like not any wiser. <laughs> no, and deeper in debt. <laughs> but did you have a good birthday weekend? I did. It was a good birthday, like three days. It's really good. Oh, you had a, a three-day weekend birthday celebration? Kind yeah. of, yeah, because uh, the cousins in my family, we all went out for dinner. Sandra, you were there. We went out to I dinner was. at Chili's Friday night. And then Saturday, I don't know what I did. Sunday night, my buddy and I have the same birthday, so we went out to get hot wings and beer at some sports bar. Right next to church, actually. Was it, <laughs> it was for good. free? No, I, I treated him. So you should have went to Denny's. You guys, that would have been cool. Oh, that would have been cool. <laughs> You'd be part of the cool crowd if you went to Denny's on your birthday. You get free food there, don't you? Well, I think you have to be part of the birthday club. But isn't really? that under, like, 18? I don't know. No. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, you get I a free free meal. I forgot. Oh. I didn't say you can get your free meal. I didn't know yeah. that. I saved three bucks. Oh, well. Yeah. No, I'm going there for chicken wings, man. I think they're sick. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we were going to sing happy birthday to you, but someone wouldn't. I'm not going to do it by myself. Thanks, Christy. Thank you. Sorry. Sorry. Oh, you guys, we have the best show today. I'm so excited because um, we're going to talk about attractiveness and attraction. And we have coming up this second segment, uh, we're going to have Linda Franklin, who is the author of the Real Cougar Handbook. I'm sorry, the Real Cougar Woman Handbook. I don't think a guy can be a cougar. But um, she wrote this great book called Don't Ever Call Me Ma'am about being smart, sexy, independent, and proud to be over 40. And um, i got to tell you, the word cougar, like, people apply that to me on more than one occasion. It's never positive. It's no, it not. Has yes, it is. Well, yeah. I think it is positive, but I don't think most people think it is positive. I think that women of 40 think it's positive. <laughs> It's probably not positive to the younger ones because the you know the forty and above are after their man. Yeah, like or their true. man, you know that age group of what they're looking for. You know what I mean? Well, the funny thing is, like you know, the girls that I talk to in the twenties that are in their twenties, they're looking to get married. You know, and they're looking to have a relationship, have kids, do all this stuff, and. They're like trying to get either a man their age or like a little bit older, you know, who's stable and secure, who's established, who's established, and then they get really mad when they think I'm trolling in their pond. Well, yeah, 
I mean, that lessens the chance for them to get that guy. Well, you know what? They control in my pond. They're established. They're boring. They break easy. I mean, take your pick. The 40 and above crowd, I'm telling you, for me, it's just it's not a good choice. It's not a good fit right now for the stage I am in my life. Wow. No. <laughs> Don't say it like that. Wow. Nice. Wow. Nice. Well, well, here's something I don't get, though. Real quick, before we even get to the next segment, why is it that we can now change the outlook on Cougar as being something positive? There's no real male, like, counterpart to that. Like, I was, trying to, I was talking to Sandra earlier. It's like, you're a creepy old man. What's the male equivalent of a cougar? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Back what? up. Back up. The what? male equivalent, they've been doing it for so long, <laughs> it's just a given that some old grandpa is, you know, going out with, uh, look at Hugh Hefner. Hello. What would we call him? He's creepy old man. Creepy old man. Yeah, but what about a guy who's date, who's a guy who's 40 and dating somebody, a girl 25? Okay, I had a cougar man. <laughs> a man cougar. If we are a uh, cradle robber, Cougars? that's what no, we call them. Oh, cradle robbers. Really? Yes. Okay. He robbed my cradle. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I dated a older person. I was 20, and I dated a 37-year-old, which I am now 40. So that creeps me out a little bit to know, like, you know, that age difference. That. <laughs> Wow. Open mouth. I know. 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 He was um, just funny. He, I mean, he was, like, good-looking. Good-looking. It was fun to be around. He didn't act 37 or older. I didn't know what 30s. I thought when I was younger, I would be like, ugh, that's old. Like, when I was started going to the bars and I would mm-hmm. see, like, older girls that were, like, 30, I thought, ugh. No, she's old. <laughs> and now, uh, but, I, <laughs> but, no, I mean, I just, I don't. Well, but you didn't label it as that is what oh, no, I'm getting no, no, at. No. You, didn't la- you just liked the person. I liked the person, and when I found out how old he was, I, it didn't matter at that point. It scared me a little bit because I thought, oh, uh, you know, he has way more experience in life than I do. You know, how am I going to match up to him? Mm-hmm. But, you know, it didn't matter because we really liked each other just because, because you know, it, it was what it was. It was what it was. Well, and that's the thing that, you know, I want to talk to today about, um, you know, before we bring Linda on is, like, what is attraction? You know, what what makes us attracted to somebody? Like, to me, I always am attracted, like, I want to have that first, like, like they have to be visually pleasing to me. Like, they're either sexy or they're not. They're either attractive to me or they're not. But that's, like, just the little first bit of it. Mm-hmm. It's like after that, like, and I know this sounds so cliche, but it's like I'm always attracted to somebody's mind because if they're funny, if they're clever, if they're smart, if they're irreverent, if they don't take themselves too seriously, all that like rolls into that package of attractiveness. And you can't, you can't fake it. You can't manufacture it. It's like it's either there or it's not. And you could, you know, put down on a piece of paper 25 qualities you're looking for. Somebody could walk in with all those qualities, and there's just not that, 11, that, there's just not that attractive 
you know, they're attractive people, but it's like that, I don't know what that is, that spark. I mean, you can't fake it. No, you can't. Because like you said, I mean, even if the person is not pleasing to the eye right away or you think like, oh, you know, he's okay, he's okay. okay. But when you start talking to him, their personality and all these other traits come out, you're like, well, I really like being around this person, and that's what makes them attractive. That's right. That's right. Rick, you want to, um, you want Mr. Spark Faker? You, you want to Are you a spark faker? In? He is a Yeah, spark I don't even faker. know if that's a legitimate insult, but <laughs> making a spark. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know. I usually, I mean, I see a lot of my, my female friends. They do like the guys at least three to four years older in general from my experience. But for me, it's usually I do attract women that are older, and mainly I think it's because they all think I'm, like, in my 30s. So that might be that might be part of it. That's, I think that might be a little bit of it. Did coming you think from I was my, older, too? Coming from my, my kitchen. My <laughs> point of view, like, you know, from over here. You uh-huh. look older than, than you are. And you act older. And like, you, it's not fair. For sure. For sure. sure. So you talk older. to me, then you realize how young I am. Well, 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 no, no, and you're super smart. Like, you know things that you shouldn't know, in my opinion. That's true. You're more worldly aware than than people your own age. That's a, a, you know. But I remember, Christy, when we were standing in the kitchen, do you remember? (laughs) And Rick was talking, and and you're like, how old are you? And then you told your age, and Christy and I looked at each other. I think I almost dropped the plate. (laughs) We were like, what? (laughs) It's not fair. I didn't know that. Yeah. But I think, you know, it's hard. I think some people, too, and this is this is one thing that I see. I see it in my dad. I saw it in my grandma. There are certain people that are ageless. Like, they have wisdom. They have self-reliance. They have this characteristic that makes it really hard for somebody to put a chronological age on them. Yes. You know, and I also think it's really difficult to put age in as a criteria of attractiveness because we don't sit around going, like, you know, oh, is the arbitrary age like Harlequin romances? Like, if you look at their trends, like a lot of times their heroes are the arbitrary age of thirty-eight. <laughs> you know, as if age, you know, thirty-eight is you're you're not quite forty. You know, you you're established, you're successful. But I was like looking at these one day, going like, what is it? You know, what is the cultural standard set by these books that thirty-eight is the optimum level of attractiveness <laughs> for a man? Because well, my grandpa was always thirty-eight forever. Like as what? long as I can remember, my grandpa was always turning thirty-eight. <laughs> hey, Pop, hey, how old are you going to be this year? 38. Perhaps he reads Harlequins or he read Harlequins. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> and he knows that attractiveness. But, like, like Rick, what do you find attractive? Like, where does age fit in the function of the attractiveness of a woman? To be truthfully honest, I really don't think about it that much. At least, you know, not as far as the attractiveness factor goes. It's either, like, I think you're hot and sexy or you're attractive to me or you're not. That's pretty much it. Christy, what do you uh, weigh in on that? No. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly we know where you stand because your face is still red. (laughs) Her face is red? Hold on, I have to come see. Hold on. Yeah, you got to come in and see it. I mean, it's like, you know, oh, she says it's the wine cooler that she's drinking, but I'm telling you, when you started talking about that experience, but the one thing I love about that and the one thing I love about both of you is that we all are committed to having friends 
that are different than us, that are different ages, that all have a great, wonderful, joyful spirit, that are independent, all these great things that, that we enjoy about each other. And I think that that's the biggest criteria. Do we feel good around each other? Absolutely we do. Yes, absolutely we do. And at the end of the day, if I'm happy to be with you and you're happy to be with me, that's all that matters. Right. My name is Sandra Beck. I'm the host of Motherhood Talk Radio, along with Christy Holly, the man snatcher, and Rick Swanson. No, I was the snatch. Oh, you were the snatch. I was sorry. Yeah. You were the snatchy. We're not even going to go down there. <laughs> but check us out on iTunes. You can pick us up on motherhoodtalkradio.com. You can check us out on Toginet. Um, boy, you're going to want to listen to the rest of the show because I can't wait. <laughs> You cannot say that on the air. Mom, here's your show, Motherhood Talk Radio. Giving you interesting, inspiring, and influential information as you navigate everything from child care to corporate formation. This is Motherhood Talk Radio, and we'll be right back after these. Get ready for the Not-So-Sucker Mom, Tuesday afternoons at 1 Eastern, noon Central, on Toginet with Jill Hickey. You name it, from politics to pop culture to Jill's search for the perfect bronzer and chicken salad. The Not-So-Sucker Mom will weigh in on it all. The sentence, I have no opinion about that, is one that Jill has never uttered. In the early 90s, Jill finally decided to put her thoughts, opinions, mom advice, love of pop culture, hummus, and Starbucks, working out, cosmetic shopping, and politics into an actual website, and thus, NotSoSoccerMom.com was born. Shortly after her fourth child, a boy, Jerome, now she's really got tons of topics to share with you. This is Laugh Out Loud Funny, and we're not kidding. What's a loud Nebraska girl who lived in Little Rock for many years and now is up in the Northeast doing, chronicling her opinions on everything? The wheels aren't off yet, but it's close. It's the Not-So-Soccer Bomb with Jill Hickey, Tuesday afternoons at 1 Eastern, noon Central, on toginet.com. LinkedIn. It's a great tool, and Carol McManus is the LinkedIn lady. With the LinkedIn Lady Show, Wednesday afternoons at 5, 4 Central on Toginet.com. The LinkedIn Lady Show is here to show you and your business how every social media site has a specific demographic, personality, and purpose that can benefit you. The LinkedIn Lady will have interviews each week with a variety of guests, such as business owners who will showcase their businesses and talk about how they're using social media to stay in touch with not only customers, but to attract new relationships that become customers. Other guests will be experts in social media who will speak to the use of Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Google, Plaxo, Squidoo, and of course, LinkedIn. For more on Carol and the show, check out her website, LinkedInLady.com. Join us, won't you? Every Wednesday afternoon at 5, 4 Central. It's the LinkedIn Lady Show with host Carol McManus on toginet.com. Welcome back to Motherhood Talk Radio, the most powerful voice in women's issues. For more information, check out the website, motherhoodtalkradio.com. Now, let's get back to the show with your hosts, Sandra Beck and Christy Holland. Mamas, this is Sandra Beck, and we have relieved Richard D. Swanson of his duties for the rest of the show. Yes, he's out. 
He's out. He's out. It's girl time now. It's only girl time. I have to tell you, Christy, um, having Linda Franklin on our show today is really a treat because for a long time I've taken a lot of crap, especially from from a lot of women, from working with military clients and working mm-hmm. a lot with the military. So, you know, the military, you know, you're, you're retired usually by the age of 40 unless your career. So I meet a lot of guys that are, you know, usually between the ages of like 22 and eh, 32 who want to go out with me and I'm a decade older. Right. And um, I will tell you a funny story, though, about one guy who asked me out. This was actually at a church. was a different thing. But we went across the street for a cup of coffee, and I'm thinking, oh, this is nice, and we're talking. And he starts talking about, like, the year he graduated. And I'm thinking, what? <laughs> and, and then he keeps talking, and then he said something else. And I'm like, you know, and finally I said, how old are you? And he told me. And I was like, I literally had to go to the bathroom take out my phone, use the calculator, subtract it to make sure I was doing the math properly. <laughs> so came back in and, you know, but, um, you know, they, the term cougar always denotes to me like this woman prowling, you know, prowling on young men. And, you know, what they don't understand, I think, a lot of times is like if you take good care of yourself, if you, you know, work on being the best, person you can be, you're going to attract people of any age. Do you know what I mean? Because I don't take my age and wear it on my head and go, I am this person and I am defined by this age. I run around, have a great time. You know, I'll go in the jumper with my kids. I'll go down the slide. I don't care if people laugh at me and think I'm too old to do that. I'm never old, too old to do anything in my book. Right. And, um, you know, so I really, when I saw this book, uh, you know, I got a copy of it right away and I just... Um, I had it by my bedside, and I would read it. And you'll see. You see all my little notes in here and my highlights. And, you know, she put a line in here that said, a real cougar is not out stalking young guys. It's the younger men who are standing in line to meet her. And I was like, Linda gets it. She understands. And I'm just, I am pleased as punch to have her on the show today. I am pleased as punch to have her on the show today, too. I can't wait to meet her. Oh, I know. Linda, are you there? I am here listening to everything that's been going on there. Uh-oh. Oh. <laughs> well, we have a lot of fun over here. It's a that's for sure. <laughs> so, Linda, this yes. book, Don't Ever Call Me Ma'am, The Real yes. Cougar Woman Handbook. Love it, love it, love it for a million reasons. Okay. I would love for you to define to our listeners what is a real cougar? Because we talked about all the negative stuff around the term, but what is a real cougar? A real cougar is a woman who is strong, confident, and proud. She is a five-carat diamond, and she pays very special attention to those five carats, which are health, beauty, relationships, finances, and spirituality. And when all those things are you know, going well, you know, you're on the right path. You're, you're living life that you're, you know, you're really happy to be living. Well, and when you're happy, don't you feel like, because I know when I take care of all of those aspects of myself, I feel great, you know, Absolutely. and I run around feeling great, and I don't try to attract someone, but I know I'm attracted to people who feel good about themselves and Absolutely. have a joy of life. I mean, yeah, well, it's why the law of attraction, we... right? It's like attracts like. Talk a little bit more about that, like attracts like. 
Well, it, it is. I mean, when you're in that good energy, you attract uh, people uh, that are in a similar energy. You know, when you wake up in the morning and you say, okay, this is one of those days. I woke up on the wrong side of the bed and the whole day is just crappy from then on. So what do you get in that day? You're meeting people that are just adding to your to your stress. Um, you're, you're doing stupid things. You're going to, you know, burn yourself. You're going to have a lousy day at work. You're going to make mistakes because you're in that, you know, you're in that bad energy, and it keeps attracting more bad energy. But when you're really feeling good, um, you know, on a regular basis, and it takes effort to do that, but you, you start to notice good things happen when you're in that space. So you want to be in that space a lot more. Well, and Linda, correct me if I'm wrong. I see this a lot. Like, you know, when I go to baseball, you know, with my kids, or I, I go to soccer or some of the different places around town, it's like I work hard. I work hard at my company. I work hard financially. I go to the gym. I try to eat right. I, you know, I really do take good care of myself. And there's almost like it, it almost works against me with some of the other women because I hear them say, well, I had two kids or I had a kid and I can't shake the baby weight. I look at Rick's mom. She, I, we call her 6K. She has had six kids. She is vibrant, funny, adorable. She's in shape. I mean, she's, she's a diamond. Like, you know, as you would put, she's a yes. diamond. But it doesn't come naturally. It's a lot of hard work. It is a lot of um, work. And when you, you know, as you get older, every decade requires, more and more uh, at paying attention to yourself, and it, and you have to keep changing it because you can't do the same things at 40 that you did at 30, and you can't do the same things at 50 that you did at 40 because your body's changing and your your emotions are changing and your your life experience is changing. So you know you have to keep moving, you have to stay on top of it because if you get stuck in the past, um, you're you're you know you're not going to be a happy person. Well, and if you let yourself go, like, you know, investing yeah. in yourself or, you know, even when you're tired. I know Christy and I, we talk about this all the time with, the, you know, that 30-day self-care challenge I flunked two years ago, <laughs> you know, the fit to strip challenge. But it, you're worth it. And I think that's the thing that when I go out, Linda, and I go out in public, whether I'm speaking somewhere where I'm presenting or even showing up at, you know, one of my kids' ball games, it's like, I walk in there, and, yeah, some days it's a hard struggle with myself, but it's like I'm worth taking care of. And I think most women, as they get older, think they're less worth being deserved to take care of themselves. Right. I mean, as we say, I mean, the juice is worth the squeeze here because when you feel good about yourself, I mean, what else is important? And And you're right. Um, when you when you are that person that's taking care of yourself and doing all the things that you need to do from, you know, you're not into menopause yet, but even that takes, you know, the hormones and, and all of the things that, and the exercise and the changing of the, the diet and, and, and changing jobs and doing all, you know, at, you get to a certain age and you say, oh, my God, what is this all about? Why am I doing the things that I don't enjoy when there's, there might be something out there that, I, that will make me happy? Uh, but you know it. You know, the difference between a real cougar woman and you ladies are is you're taking responsibility for yourself. You're not pointing a finger of blame and saying I can't do this because he won't let me, or my kids won't let me, or my boss won't let me. You're taking responsibility for your own life, and you know, you have to do that. You have to. I mean, you know, it's so interesting to me, Linda, because. 
I think in some ways, like for me, I was freed by my divorce. I was freed by my divorce to, you know, since my my world just hit ground zero, you know, lost yeah. property, lost money, lost myself, you know, lost lost all this stuff. I had the privilege of being able to rebuild. And I, I know that sounds kind of silly, but, you know, when you're in a long-term relationship and you have kids, it's like status quo. It's really hard to change because you have all these people around you expecting you to stay the same. Yes. But then, and they're, like, and they're comfortable when you stay the, yeah. stay the same because when you change, it threatens um, all the people that are in your life because they're saying, well, she's changing. Well, she still want me to be there. That's very true. That is yes. very true. And, you know, and when you have a ground zero hit your life and you have to rebuild everything, it's really fun to sit there for the first time and go, you know what? I choose to have one S, not two. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, you get to choose, and that and and women really forget that that they do have a choice in everything they do, and and you know I don't know why they forget it. I guess because women are so conditioned to take care of everybody else and not themselves that they kind of lose their identity, who they are. I mean, you must hear it all the time too. You know, I don't know what makes me happy anymore. I hear that all the time. All the time. We just said that last week. We were talking about that with Trish Rubin, you know, talking about getting so lost and taking care of everybody else that you're lost yourself. Yeah. And so and that's you really know, hard. It, it is really hard, but my God, you are so worth it. So you've really, you know, you nothing in life um, that that is really important is 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 easy at first. You've really got to go take that risk. You got to get off the fence and say, okay. I'm worth it. I'm going to take the risk. What's the worst thing that could happen? I'm so unhappy now. How much worse can it get? It's true. It's true. And I think, Linda, you know, when you talk about taking risk, I think we as women, and I'm I'm going to speak on my behalf because you can, you know, speak on the other half of the behalf of women. Um, (laughs) But I think there's that internal fear in us that if we change anything, we won't be loved. You know, because we're in service to everybody else. We're trying to keep everybody else happy. Then if we decide, decide, you know what, kids, I'm ordering pizza tonight. I'm going to the gym. Your dad's going to watch you guys because I need to work out. There's that whole risk of, ooh, the kids are going to get mad at me. You know, maybe my husband won't love me because I'm not, you know, serving his needs or serving the family's needs. And then there's all this condemnation of guilt of going, well, how dare you take care of yourself? Yeah, but, you know, you, I, I understand that. Now, I don't have kids, but I certainly can understand that. But if you're not happy, if the mom isn't happy, if the wife isn't happy, if the woman isn't happy, she isn't capable of making anybody else happy either because she, underneath she knows that she's got to do something and she's afraid, so she is going to take it out on the people that is closest to her. And so the yeah. kids are getting a raw deal, the husband's getting a raw deal, the friends are getting a raw deal, the, the boss is getting a raw deal because this woman is stuck and she doesn't know how to get unstuck. So she is, she's frustrated and unhappy. And who wants to be around that? I, I, have, I will tell you that I have that going on with me right now is I'm unhappy with myself. And like you said, I think that I'm not I'm not the best mother I can be, I'm not the best friend I can be, I'm not the best wife I can be because I have issue with myself and like you said, you know, I I know that I need to take care of myself better so that I will feel better and 
you know, emulate all the positive energy to everyone else so that everyone else will feel better. You know, I've well, got to cut you off here, ladies, because we're getting ready to go to commercial break, but we're going to pick this up where we left off. My name is Sandra Beck. I'm the host of Motherhood Talk Radio along with Christy Holly and Rick Swanson. Our guest today is Linda Franklin. She is the author of The Real Cougar Woman Handbook, uh, also known as Don't Ever Call Me Ma'am. You can check her out and find out more about her at therealcougarwoman.com, just like it sounds. Her book is fantastic. You guys should check it out. My name is Sandra Beck, and we will be back after the break. show motherhood talk radio giving you interesting inspiring and influential information as you navigate everything from child care to corporate formation this is motherhood talk radio and we'll be right back after these the way of the toddler with host lita and Lori hamilton is a show unlike any other parenting program you've ever heard zen masters in diapers yes Join us Tuesday afternoons at 5, 4 Central here on Toginet as we celebrate parenthood as a spiritual path for a journey to inner peace. With thought-provoking and spiritually compelling guests, each week Lita and Lori will explore how our children help us with the lessons we came here to learn, adding deeper meaning to our lives and relationships while giving you valuable gems to add to your unique parenting toolkit. Check out the website, thewayofthetoddler.com. With great humor and honesty, Lita and Lori will demonstrate how inner peace is possible even when surrounded by poopy diapers and piles of laundry, and what we can learn from the innate wisdom and natural spirituality of our Zen Masters in Diapers. It's The Way of the Toddler with Lita and Lori Hamilton, Tuesday afternoons at 5, 4 Central, here on toginet.com. Get ready for the Not-So-Soccer Mom, Tuesday afternoons at 1 Eastern, noon Central, on Toginet with Jill Hickey. You name it, from politics to pop culture to Jill's search for the perfect bronzer and chicken salad, the Not-So-Soccer Mom will Weigh in on it all. The sentence, I have no opinion about that, is one that Jill has never uttered. In the early 90s, Jill finally decided to put her thoughts, opinions, mom advice, love of pop culture, hummus, and Starbucks, working out, cosmetic shopping, and politics into an actual website, and thus NotSoSoccerMom.com was born. Shortly after her fourth child, a boy, Jerome, now she's really got tons of topics to share with you. This is Laugh Out Loud Funny, and we're not kidding. What's a loud Nebraska girl who lived in Little Rock for many years and now is up in the Northeast doing, chronicling her opinions on everything? The wheels aren't off yet, but it's close. It's the Not-So-Soccer Bomb with Jill Hickey. Tuesday afternoons at 1 Eastern, noon Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Motherhood Talk Radio, the most powerful voice in women's issues. For more information, check out the website, motherhoodtalkradio.com. Now, let's get back to the show with your hosts, Sandra Back and Christy Holly. Mamas, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Christy Holly, and um, we have a great guest today. She is the author of Don't Ever Call Me Ma'am, The Real Cougar Woman's Handbook. I love how she defines the real cougar. Um, Christy, we're going to go right back to you and pick up where we left off. For those of you that were missed <clears throat> the first segment of the show, you can pick us up at iTunes. You can pick us up on Motherhood Talk Radio. You can also pick us up. Uh, our podcasts are available on TogiNet after the broadcast. 
best. So, Christy, you were talking about um, taking care of your family and not taking care of yourself and kind of getting lost in the mix. Yeah. I I don't know, like, when – well, it, I mean, I do know when it started happening. It's right when I had my first child. But now, you know, after my third, and he's three now, so it's like it's time to get over this whole thing. But, um, you know, I was saying that I feel – I let myself go. I'm lost. I feel guilty for when I go to the gym, I feel guilty for that time away from my family. And my husband doesn't make me feel like that. It's me. And I need, I don't know what to do to change that type of thinking because I think, oh, I should be spending all my free time, you know, doing stuff with them or for them. But, you know, I have this guilt factor going on. How am I going to fix this? Linda, how yeah. Linda? Well, that's what women have. They have this guilt thing about everything they do. I mean, from eating a piece of chocolate cake to looking at another guy to not taking, you know, being with their kids 24-7. What is that guilt thing? Who, who said, who wrote the manual on this is what a mother has to do? There's no such thing that you have to be there with your kids all the time. You know, you, you have a life even though you're a mother. There is time for you. I mean, it. They, they they're going about their business. They want to have time with their friends. They you, you have to make some time every day. That's just your time. And I don't care. It can start out with as easy as, as a half an hour. But when you're going to the gym and you're feeling guilty for taking care of yourself because you're not with your kids, mm-hmm. I mean, I bet you your kids aren't missing you as much as you think they are. <laughs> <laughs> they're probably saying, "Oh, thank God she's gone for a Well, they're like, where are you? Where are you going? What are you doing while I'm at school? (laughs) Like, why do you guys care if I'm home or you're at school or not? Like, I'm going to, you know, work or to grandma's or, you know, I'm going to do something. They want me, and it's crazy. Like, they want me to be home. Well, they're at school. But, you know, I think there is something culturally. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to chime in here because I've had the luxury, Linda, of being a full-time working mom, a full-time stay-at-home mom, part-time working mom, and a company owner full-time mom. And I'll tell you, the, few, the little bit of time that I had being the full-time stay-at-home mom, which was literally only a couple months, you know, because of finances, because of my situation, didn't, didn't stay long, um, I felt enormous pressure from everyone to do everything for my family. Um, I think there's a permission when you work full-time or you work part-time or you work outside the home, it starts to get more permission for you to go, you know what, I need somebody. I need a housekeeper to help me clean. I need somebody to come in one day a week. I need to call my mom and have her watch the kids because, you know, I work. when When you don't have that, and I see this with you, Christy, I mean, your the expectations of what you are to do for your family is in Enormous. It is 24-7, and you almost never give your permission, yourself your own permission right. to take a break. That's true. Because it's like, I chose to be a stay-at-home mom, therefore I chose to be in prison 24-7. <laughs> you know, I never I have mean, any of my needs met. I mean, There's just, something that we do to ourselves. Yeah, and, and and it's so unfair and it's so cruel and you will you know, you will feel the pains of that and, and, and realizing what you're doing is half the battle. Now you've just got to make a plan on how to, to get out of that and, a, and I think a great way to do it is just, you know, every day there's gotta be some me time in there doing something that makes me happy. You know, whatever that is. Do you, you know, do you know what makes you happy these days? 
Well, I'm working on that okay, right now. Cool. <laughs> cool. Well, that's so can I be a cougar it. without being single? Can can I'm I be? A, a, I'm a cougar and I'm married. Oh, see, I didn't know that. You see, a real cougar woman has very little to do with the guy and more to do with the woman. Yay! Sorry, I you just know, right, every no, now and but then. that's it. it. It's about those five carrots. It's not so much about the man. If you choose to be with a younger man, more power to you. If you, you choose to be single, great. If you choose to be with an older man, it's about what makes you happy. We're only, you know, we're, we've got this life, and and it's and we're like a painter every day going to um, a blank canvas, and we get to paint on that canvas the colors and the things that make us happy. So, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't rely on a man. I mean, it's great to have a man in your life that you're connected to and you enjoy being with, but it doesn't mean if you don't have one that you're going to be this miserable old crone. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, and part of that, Linda, I'll tell you that part of being not with a man for a while is is a relief. It's a time when you, you know, for me, like when my marriage left or marriage ended, I really didn't want to be with someone. I was so ready to have my own time, to read my own books, to think my own thoughts, to to rebuild, like you said, the, the canvas that I can paint my life on and I can make a decision for the first time in a very long time as to just what makes me happy. But I was freed from a divorce and I had to change my whole life, which was easy to, to, to make a new life. What do you do when you have the existing life? How do you do that? Like Christy, Christy can't dump her husband, you know, send her kids over <laughs> to this, you know, dad's house and rebuild herself. No, no, How she, do you do that with And she doesn't framework? want to. And she doesn't want to. Right, she I don't just, want to. Let's make that clear. No, she, she's got to redefine her role. Who, and how do you start that? You you start that by redefining your role one little step at a time. I'm not making dinner tonight. We're going out. I'm not making dinner tonight. We're ordering in. Um, I'm not going to be here for this because I am going out to dinner with my friends. Um, oh, you know, you have a good time. Today um, I'm going to go to the movies. You've got to start letting them know that you are an independent person within this family unit that has a life and it doesn't revolve 100% around you, you, and you. I agree. I mean, it's start small steps. I mean, I, Small steps. I, I mean, I'm not all of a sudden, you know, one day you're going to declare a war and you're saying, okay, I'm not, I'm not your mom anymore, your wife. I'm, I'm just going to go out and make myself happy. But, you, you know, oh. but that sounds good, doesn't it? Yeah, sometimes it does. Yeah, but, you know, you, you know you've got to start and you've got to be, you've got to toughen up. And you have to realize the more independent you get, you're really helping them, although they're going to they're gonna squawk all the way. <laughs> because I said when you change, they start to worry. And yeah. meanwhile, I mean, it's, it, it, it's, um, it, it's when they have you under your thumb, it, it's a really, it's a control issue. And they, they know that, it, it, uh, you know, if they give you that guilt trip that you're going to buckle, they'll keep doing it. If they keep doing it, you're going to get unhappier and unhappier. So you've got to you've got to start now to to break out of that because it is it's control tactic. How do they know? How do they know how to? Because do that? it's so instinctive. We, we all do that. When we know we can get away with something, we do it. If we know the other person is not going to fight back, we 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 you know that's human nature. Sometimes we just go in and take advantage of it. 
But as soon as that person puts up his hand or her hand and says, whoa, that's enough. We but I think off. that's a big part, Linda, of what I took away from your book is that that ability to to draw a line around yourself saying, you know what, I have a right to some of this space. Oh, because yeah. that's a that was a really hard thing for me. You know, like my kids were wrenched out of my hands, you know, with the custody agreement to do overnights with their dad. I mean, I had such tight control over everything. I was so afraid I was going to lose something. And what I didn't realize and what I know now and what I'd like to teach today is that once I let go, I was able to let so much more richness into my life, and I was able to get to the gym. I was able to do some things that make me happier. And then when I got happier, my kids got happier, my friends, some of my, you know, doom and gloom friends went by the wayside. Yes, yes. <laughs> some of them dropped us. They yes. did. There's going to be lot. There's friendship. I know. Yeah. Boo. Well, I know. During this process, there will be loss. But the things that you lose are the things that you really never had in the first place and that you don't want anymore. And they weren't good for me. You know, the, exactly. the women that were in my circle of influence during the dark days of my divorce, <laughs> I think they were necessary during that time, and I won't disrespect them by right. saying, but when I started getting stronger and healthier, and I'm like, you know what, I'm going to go out and go to the movies, and I don't care if I have somebody to go with. I'm going to go to the gym and have fun and put in my iPod and listen to music that I like and, you know, the hell with everybody else. Um, all of a sudden it was like, ooh, you know, you're being really selfish. And honestly, it wasn't. I was taking care of myself for the very first time, and I recognized that I wasn't an inexhaustible resource that could be there for everyone, whether it's charities, friends, family, kids, spouse, work, whatever. Absolutely. Um, I always get to that. Yeah, I always say to women, no is not a dirty word. Start using it. I just, no, I can't do that now, today, to maybe on Thursday, but I can't do it now. Well, you know, and that's you, going against the way we're raised as good girls. I know, but sure. let's stop that. That that This thing that women live under, these laws, these rules are just, I mean, it's horrible. And now I think women are going backwards again. I mean, we were, we made a lot of strides, and I think we're going backwards again. Um, I mean, even the thing with little girls now, I mean, it's all again about beauty. We are so whacked up in this country about sex and beauty and what's sexy and what's okay and what's not okay that we are women are just confused beyond belief. Absolutely. And you when know, we get back from the break, we're about a minute from break. Uh, we're going to talk about attractiveness. We're going to talk about beauty because that's one thing that I noticed as I turned 40. I look around and I see all this different different examples of beauty and it's confusing. It's confusing and you have to learn to trust yourself and look in the mirror and go, I look good. And that's it's really hard to do that, I think, as you get older, too, and we're not defined by the same standards of beauty. But my name is Sandra Beck. I'm the host of Motherhood Talk Radio along with Christy Holly and Rick Swanson. Uh, you can check us out at www.motherhoodtalkradio.com. We've got lots of great shows. Come back after the break. Our guest today is Linda Franklin of the Real Cougar Woman Handbook. Check it out. Don't ever call me ma'am is her slogan, and I agree. And we are not going to define ourselves anymore by age.
your show, Motherhood Talk Radio, giving you interesting, inspiring, and influential information as you navigate everything from child care to corporate formation. This is Motherhood Talk Radio, and we'll be right back after these. LinkedIn. It's a great tool, and Carol McManus is the LinkedIn lady. With the LinkedIn Lady Show, Wednesday afternoons at 5, 4 Central on Toginet.com. The LinkedIn Lady Show is here to show you and your business how every social media site has a specific demographic, personality, and purpose that can benefit you. The LinkedIn Lady will have interviews each week with a variety of guests, such as business owners who will showcase their businesses and talk about how they're using social media to stay in touch with not only customers, but to attract new relationships that become customers. Other guests will be experts in social media who will speak to the use of Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Google, Plaxo, Squidoo, and of course, LinkedIn. For more on Carol and the show, check out her website, LinkedInLady.com. Join us, won't you, every Wednesday afternoon at 5, 4 Central. It's the LinkedIn Lady Show with host Carol McManus on toginet.com. People think I've made it. I'm popular. I seem happy all the time. I have great clothes and I'm involved in everything. But I have questions, doubts, and fears just like every other teenager. That's why I'm glad for Teen Talk Radio where it's all about choices. Join us for Teen Talk Radio with Nicole O'Dell Thursday nights at 10, 9 Central on toginet.com. The choices we have to make that can alter the course of our lives. Life is too much pressure if we try to go it alone. I tune in to Teen Talk Radio with Nicole O'Dell every week to get reminded that I'm not alone. Nicole O'Dell is an expert on what happens in the lives of teenagers. Join her as she deals with topics like peer pressure, purity, drugs, alcohol, and many other things that might come up along the way. She writes books and speaks to people all over the place, but she says her favorite moments are when she can pull up a chair and chat with teens about what's important to us. For more information on Nicole and her books, go to NicoleO'Dell.com. Then join us for Teen Talk Radio with Nicole O'Dell. Thursday nights at 10, 9 central on toginet.com. Teen Talk Radio, where it's all about choices. Welcome back to Motherhood Talk Radio, the most powerful voice in women's issues. For more information, check out the website, motherhoodtalkradio.com. Now, let's get back to the show with your hosts, Sandra Back and Christy Holland. <laughs> Wow, I'm so glad we're on the radio and not live on television. Rick, get out of our office. We're having a girl conversation. You're not a girl, so go away. Uh, yes. Our guest today is Linda Franklin. She is the author of Don't Ever Call Me Ma'am, the Real Cougar Woman Handbook, and she defines real cougars with a diamond analogy, which I love, because, you know, diamonds are little lumps of coal that have been pressured over millions of years, and then they get all polished up nice and shiny and are beautiful, and I think that's kind of what happens to us sometimes, <laughs> Linda, as women. Well, you we know, become when, more beautiful the more we go through life, and our edges get chipped off, and we get all polished and shiny. If we if we pay attention to it, and if we focus on it, and if it's important to us, yes, we do. But not all women do that because they get so inundated in what society thinks we should be doing that they they haven't got a chance. So if this is all about breaking out. I mean. That's why I love my blog, therealcougarwoman.com, because every day I post three times, and I talk about stuff that we need to hear about. We need, I, need, I talk about women's sexuality, about our orgasms, about, you know, just why 
come, you know, we, why are labels? I mean, why do we have the slut label? And from the slut label, then it goes to the cougar label. And it's like an, an effort to just squelch down our sexuality like it doesn't exist because sex is all about the man and has nothing to do with the woman. Well, and that's where it gets so confusing as to, like, you know, my sister wrote this book called Smoke and Hot Mama, and it defines sexy sexy at 50, which I think is really great. Um, Absolutely. And, you know, when I look in the mirror and I see myself these days, you know, it's, it's weird, Linda, because... I go through this thing of going like, okay, well, I'm a certain size now, so I can wear this just because you can fit into it. We've learned, Christy, doesn't mean we should. That's right. Um, <laughs> that's what friends are for. That's what friends are for. Um, is my naughty nurse outfit for <laughs> Naughty nurse wear is okay. <laughs> like, look, Christy, it fits. Okay, just because it fits doesn't mean you should wear it. In um, public. In public. Uh, but but it, it's hard to define ourselves with all the messages we get. Um, the messages we get today, and I'll tell you, the one trend that I do like seeing, Linda, I don't know if you see the same thing, but, like, when they talk about Jennifer Aniston and they talk about Courtney Cox and they talk about, you know, I see some of these stars like Elle McPherson and Cindy Crawford, you know, they're women getting in their 40s, and they're still smoking hot mamas. And nobody sits there and says, oh, Sandra Bullock is 43, you know, as they look at her and go, she's such a great actress, she's so much fun, she's so pretty, and I like to see that in some respects, some of the ageism is is being broken down by some of these women. You may well, have a opinion. Um, yeah, a little bit, although, you know, I'm laughing because, you know, 40, 42, 43 is pretty young to me these days. I mean, I don't know why women at 40 think that they are, you know, older. Although I have to admit, when I was in my 40s, I... I did pay, I, I was a little upset about it because, of, you know, the closer you crawl to 50, you think, oh, my God, you know, now I'm old. <laughs> but the 40s are fabulous, so stop worrying about it so much and start enjoying it, you know, because, you know, you're going to, toward the end of your 40s, you're going to start to get, you know, hormonal issues, too, that you're going to have to deal with. So, you know, if you're at the beginning of the 40s, just go out and have a good time. But look at Helen Mirren. She's 65, right? Oh, and did you see her in that red bikini? Yeah, on I have pod? that on my website. Oh, she rocks. Because it was this, there was this, po- the, this um, whole article that was put out, what women should wear and stop wearing at certain ages. Like, when do you stop wearing stilettos? When do you stop wearing bikinis? When do you stop wearing short dresses? When do you stop wearing this? When do you stop wearing that? I mean, you look in the mirror and you kind of, you know, get a rough idea. Hey, I know I, I can't, with my, if my arms are flapping in the breeze, I don't look so good in, in sleeveless dresses anymore, you know, unless it doesn't bother you. And if it doesn't bother you... <laughs> Hallelujah. But, you know, then go for it. But, you know, you, you know, you change your dress and that doesn't mean you become the grandma sitting on the, uh, you know, in the rocking chair with the quilt on her, on her, on her knees. But you, you just, you, you, you're still sexy, but it, it, the sexy changes just a, a little bit. It gets refined as you get older. That's, I, I'm so glad you said that because, you know, when I talk to other moms, um, you know, we talk about, like, being sexy and being cute and being whatever, you know, they, they a lot of times they'll say, like, ah, I don't do that anymore, you know, as if somehow because they hit a certain age, they're like, okay, now I'm in the, you know, near-to-death box. <laughs> oh, God. You know, I mean, and it, it's so stupid. I mean, just an example, I... 
I work out at a gym with my trainer twice a week. There is a woman that also works out with my trainer twice a week. She is 88 years old. She is a grand dame of the perfume industry. She's a very smart woman. Um, We have lunch uh, all the time. She is still working because people still want her expertise. You know, she does a lot of of work with, you know, people that, that just... And, and what? And the, I think the key, and the key to, it, and she travels by herself. But the key to it is she doesn't live in the past. Every day is a new day, and she is happy because when she wakes up in the morning, she's excited because she likes what she's doing. She's not thinking, "Oh my God, I did this thirty years ago, and wasn't that great? And I can't do that anymore." But she's, you know, she is just living in the moment and doing everything she can possibly do to to be strong and healthy and happy and she I is i mean she is she inspires me well, when I go, I said, you know, sometimes I start to think about, oh, my God, I'm getting older. She says, why would you even think about that? <laughs> you know? That is the greatest line. Why would you even think about that? Because it doesn't help us. It doesn't serve us. It limits us. It puts us back. You know, we should just strike that from our vocabulary. Oh, absolutely. You know, absolutely. And, you know, again, if you're taking care of yourself and you're doing all the things you can do and if you're staying in that, you know, good mindset, Age really doesn't matter that much because well, if you're if you're enjoying your life, what difference does it make? I mean, I, I see these girls out in their you know in their twenties and thirties, and I hear, I mean, we I live in New York City, so I mean, I hear a lot and I see a lot, and these girls they're in their twenties and they're sounding miserable, and they're out drinking and they're smoking. And I heard a, a, a young girl the the other day on a conversation. She says, "I'm taking all those pills." She says, "But it really doesn't help me." I just don't know how to get out of my own way. I am so unhappy, and I'm always depressed. This is a kid in her 20s. Yeah, that's some, like, serious, you know, we don't want to be that way, whether we're in no. our 20s, 30s, 40s. And, that's and Linda, the real oh, go ahead. I just want to tell you about my grandma. Yes, um, please. She's dead now, but she was 93 years old, and I watched this woman in the nursing home get herself all gussied up. You know, her lipstick wasn't on perfect, but she would put her lipstick on every day. She would brush her hair. She'd put these, like, circa 1950s plastic earrings on that looked like daisies, (laughs) and she'd have her sweater out, and she would roll herself out to her little lawn chair out in front of her little patio area, and she'd wait. And I said, Grandma, what are you doing? And she's like, I'm, you know, she wanted to meet someone. 93 years old. She's like, I could make a new friend. She goes, who knows? I might get another boyfriend. And I'm like, another? (laughs) Absolutely. I'm like, that's the way I want to be. I'm going to go out of this world with a big smile on my face going, you know what? I want to live. Well, that's why I say there is um, a real cougar. It doesn't matter about your age. You are never too young and you're never too old. It's the attitude. You know, so you can have the attitude at 88 or 93, and and you can have it, you know, when you're 28 because there's so much to learn. Start early. That's right. And I think step one is is starting to value yourself. 
I really believe that, and I know that sounds hokey, but it's like when I sit down at night, it might be 8 o'clock at night, and I'll be polishing my toenails and happy as a little clam going, <laughs> you know, yes, I run a company. Yes, I do all these great things, but it feels good to take care of yourself. And when you start, like for people who don't know where to start, start with something really tiny like that, and it will grow into taking care of yourself in better ways. Like when my feet look nice, I think, well, I don't want to stuff a bunch of bad food in my body. You know, yes. it's amazing how how that one little step can help you recover yourself. And, Linda, do you have any advice for that? No, I, I agree with you because when you look good, you want to feel good and vice versa. When you feel good, you want to look good. So it, it, it gets to be just your way of life. You don't even think about it anymore. You just do it because the results are, are, are that good. It's true. It's true. And you, and it kind of gets like a snowball rolling. Um, because it's like when I don't go to the gym, when I don't take care of my skin, when I don't take care of my hair, when I don't take care of my spiritual side, you know, I go to church and, you know, do my thing and have my own prayer and meditation stuff that I do to keep yeah. me on track. Yeah. It's like, you have to keep all that going, and it is a lot of work. I'll be honest. It is a lot of work. It's tiring, and it's a lot of effort. But the thing is, at the end of the day, you have to ask yourself, am I worth it? Well, but that's the difference because you're doing it for you. You're not doing it for anybody else. You're doing it for you. No one's telling you to do it. No one's saying, if you don't do this, you know, I'm not going to love you anymore. You're doing it for yourself because it makes you feel good. I mean, if you can't do it for yourself, then... Um, how can you do it, you know, how can you be terrific for, for anybody else? If you don't love yourself, if you don't respect your own body, if you don't find your own body sexually exciting, how can it be that way to anybody else? So if you, you know, a man loves a woman that's confident and confident in her own body uh, because that makes sex all the more enjoyable, and the women, the woman that's in bed thinking, oh, my God, you know, my stomach is too big, I've got this wart on my ass, I've got, you know, my boobs are hanging down too low. She's not, she's not in the moment. She's not enjoying sex. And if she isn't, it's not going to translate to her partner. So you really have to pay attention to what's important. And we, we know as women that as long as the man has a warm, uh, willing, happy body in bed with him, he's not <laughs> examining every inch of your body to, you know, to say, oh, my God, she doesn't look like Christy Brinkley today. That's right, and I'm going to encourage everybody to be their best so we can be what we call lights-on girls. Yeah, <laughs> so lights-on girls. The lights-on, and in order to be a lights-on girl, you need to take care of yourself. Our guest today was Linda Franklin. She's an amazing woman. She has this wonderful book out that I would encourage you to buy and encouraging all of us to be smart, sexy, independent, and proud to be over 40. Her book is called Don't Ever Call Me Ma'am, The Real Cougar Woman Handbook. You can find her online at therealcougarwoman.com. She's got a great blog site with funny, insightful, witty, entertaining articles and blogs. She is amazing. I'm so glad that she came on our show today. You can find the broadcast of this show on iTunes. We're also on TogiNet and Motherhood Talk Radio. My name is Sandra Beck with Christy Holly and Rick Swanson, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for being a part of Motherhood Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Christy Holly. Grontoginet.com. Join us every Tuesday as